This is the public speaker. Quick and dirty tips for improving your communication skills with your host, Lisa B. Marshall. Just say no. Do you remember that? It was a campaign that was created by Nancy Reagan to teach children, of course, various ways of saying no to drugs. Eventually, the phrase was expanded and applied to other realms like violence, premarital sex, smoking, and other vices. In today's installment of the three-part series on how to say no, I'll cover the public speaker's quick and dirty tips to just say no. In the previous installment of the series, I covered a few models for saying no. I also provided a few examples. But if you're anything like me, more specific examples to say exactly what you need to say when saying no, that would be helpful. For me, the problem is when I'm feeling stressed, I sometimes have difficulty applying a model. That's why I created and I learned a few no phrases so that I would be able to roll them off my tongue even when I'm under stress. Just like Nancy Reagan, the goal of my Just Say No campaign is to provide you with a variety of phrases that you can use to say no. Think of them as polite and respectful say no sound bites. You can use them at any time. So ready? Here are my four top tips on the best ways to say no. So let's start with yes, but no. I've mentioned before that my father emphasized there's always more than one way, always more than one way, to phrase something. He used to say, if something is black, you don't have to say it's black, honey. You can just simply say it's not white. In his own way, he was trying to explain to me that in many situations, and it turns out in many cultures too, being indirect is more polite and respectful. So applying this concept to saying no, we end up with the yes, but no structure. For example, this would be me. Dad, can I use the car on Friday night? Him. Yes, honey, you may. However, I'd prefer you try to find a ride with someone else. Although we didn't say no, I knew that this meant that he really needed me to try to find a ride and that if I absolutely had no other option, then maybe he would let me use the car. Of course, that was only if I could justify and explain the process of trying to find the ride. Another variation that my dad used quite frequently was, well, yes, you can, but that wouldn't be my first choice. He would use this phrase when he wanted me to take responsibility for suggesting some sort of mutually agreeable alternative. That is, without him having to spell out some sort of specific alternative, or more importantly, without him having to outright say no. Another set of just say no sound bites that I use often in professional settings start with a compliment and then end with the no. Wow, what a great opportunity. Thanks for asking. Unfortunately, I'm unable to attend. X sounds like a lot of fun. Unfortunately, I love to help with your blah, 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 but this approach leaves the door open for another opportunity. The idea is to paraphrase the request in the form of a compliment before going on to say no. This approach, I think, emphasizes having the requester feel heard and respected. Sometimes, depending on the relationship, you may want to provide a bit more detail as to why you need to say no. In business, this generally boils down to either time, money, or skills. For example, unfortunately, my schedule doesn't allow. I'm in the middle of several projects, and it would be difficult to do a good job if my focus was too divided. I don't have any experience with that, so that's not a great fit for me. I don't especially enjoy that kind of work, so it's not a great fit for me. I have every confidence that you or your event will succeed without me, and I suspect you'll be great. That last one's especially meant for people who 
ask you to do something when they're just lacking the self-confidence to do it for themselves. Sometimes you'll have reasons that you prefer not to share. Perhaps it's because of the people involved. Perhaps it's because of some ethical or moral implications. In this case, don't feel obligated to share your specific reason. It's best just to say, I'm sorry, I'm just not comfortable with that. And then just leave it at that. And if for some reason they press you as to why you're uncomfortable, simply repeat the phrase, I'm just uncomfortable, sorry, but thanks for thinking of me. And just like Yuri's model, the one we talked about in last week's installment, it's always good to wrap up a no soundbite by offering an alternative. That is, if there's one possible. For example, thanks for requesting my friendship on Facebook. I also think that networking is important, and I'm very keen on separating my personal life from my professional life. I'd love for you to join my professional network on LinkedIn. Can I send you a request? Finally, I'd be remiss if I didn't include some just-say-no phrases for my younger listeners. You know, for those times you might be feeling a bit of pressure from your friends to do something you know your parents wouldn't want you to do. One approach that I've suggested to my own kids is to blame the no on me. I'm sorry, my mom doesn't want me to. Or perhaps for a teenager, no thanks, my mom would smell the smoke. She's allergic to smoke and is very sensitive to the smell of it. Another option is to take a very strong stance so that everyone knows just not to ask you ever again. What are you kidding? No way! Cigarettes do horrible things to your body. Finally, no matter how old you are or what the request is, Nancy Reagan's advice of just say no, it really does work. You might be surprised at just how effective a plain and simple, no thanks, really is. Just make sure you say it in a way that conveys that you don't think the request is a big deal. This is the public speaker, Lisa B. Marshall, passionate about communication. Your success is my business. I wanted to let you know that my newsletter has been beefed up. Zoe, who was a previous intern, who is now an assistant to me, a paid assistant, Zoe has done an unbelievably great job with the new newsletter, and we're putting some content in there. There's definitely content in there that's new stuff, things, questions I've been asked over on the Facebook page or questions sent to me via email. So if you're interested in more tips, be sure you sign up for the newsletter, which is available at my website or at my Facebook fan page. Thanks. If you have questions about how to communicate better at work, leave a voicemail at 206-350-7970 or email publicspeaker at quickanddirtytips.com. Sign up for Lisa's newsletter or get information about speeches and workshops by visiting lisabmarshall.com. You can find a transcript of this show and links to connect with Lisa at publicspeaker.quickanddirtytips.com.